Welcome to Tuning In AT, the podcast for adaptive technologists to get the latest information on technology that can help students with disabilities. I'm your host, George Pereira, and it's April 13th, 2006, and it's show number 14. Well, welcome everybody. Uh, I've noticed from the downloads that we have uh, more listeners, which is great. And uh, probably what I should do and what I did in my first podcast was basically introduce myself and what I did and uh, how I actually decided to do uh, podcasts on uh, you know, adaptive technology. So basically, uh, I'm an adaptive technologist for a college in Canada. And, uh, and what I do is basically uh, provide technology that help that basically can accommodate students with disabilities and help them put them in a level playing field as other students with technology. So uh, I do that for a living and I really enjoy it and the students are always so happy when they find something that can help them uh, basically bypass their disability. So um, also I am a student or I was a student with a disability and I'm deaf in one ear and uh, I actually grew up in the system being misdiagnosed initially uh, with a learning disability and then later on it was revealed that I was deaf in one ear and that attributed to um, issues I had with um, with basically um, going through the school system and uh, funny enough um, being deaf one ear uh, is very similar to a lot of learning disabilities. For example, um, I had difficulty with um, writing down notes and listening to the teacher at the same time because what I need to do in order to hear a teacher, I have to give give them the, my full focus of my hearing to them. But of course, when, I, when I'm writing, uh, I essentially lose that focus and I'm concentrating on the writing aspect and then, of course, my hearing diminishes, and thusly I cannot hear the teacher uh, on what they're saying. So basically, when I do raise my head and I'm not writing anymore, then the teacher has gone into something else, and I didn't hear what they said initially, or in the beginning of the conversation, or in the middle, or whatever the case may be. So I've always missed bits and parts of lectures and things like that, trying to write down notes off a of Blackboard. So, uh, so my hearing does... Uh, very much so uh, mass the assumption that it's a, dis- a learning disability. So, uh, so I had to grow up with a, a, you know, a lot of issues with that and dealing with that. And uh, I never had really, honestly, the technology nor or anybody to give me technology to help me with my disability. And uh, now I'm quite happy that I'm able to provide that to students that have similar disabilities like I had, or I have, and uh, and help them out with uh, their. Um, their academics. So it's uh, really great and uh, I really enjoy it. So now let's get on to the podcast itself and uh, let's talk about uh, a little bit of the website. Uh, I have a communication zone which has varieties of ways of communicating and getting information about other people who are listening and also who can communicate with me. Uh, there are two ways actually. There's uh, one where the Yak Pack where you can send me an email saying you'd like to join our Yak Pack. And then we can essentially just voicemail each other instead of emailing uh, voicemail little notes to each other, uh, people who are listening to the podcast and to me, and uh, start up a dialogue or any kind of discussion or just want to say comments or any ideas for the podcast. Also, the email uh, for the same type of reason, but of course, you just send me an email 
and for any great ideas you might have or any constructive criticism about the podcast or any um, uh, basically any other type of ideas or just say you're listening. That'd be great if you can send us an email. Also, um, there's the Frapper Map. Uh, it'd be great to, to, to know where you're listening from. And uh, just stick a pin on the Frapper Map and uh, that'd be great. And uh, it gives us an idea of uh, who's listening and, uh, and where. Let's get on to today's show. And now generally I do uh, a software, usually generally software or website. And then I get on to a hardware choice that I uh, decide on. So today's, um, actually it's going to be a software which uh, a fellow listener had um, mentioned to us, uh, well, to me. <laughs> and uh, and it's a great piece of software, and I have used it. Um, actually, since I, I've tried it out, I have actually given it to students as a, a free software alternative. And uh, what it's called is Natural Reader. And uh, what it is is, is actually uh, essentially a program where it just it's a a text to um, basically a text to speech software, so basically it just reads the text to you and um, and then after you you hear someone just reading the text out loud to you, and what's great about the software is essentially when you download it, it, uh, it it's in a you know full screen format, but then you can minimize it to a little toolbar and you just simply highlight the text. And then afterwards, you click on the uh, icon, which is a speaker icon, and it reads the entire text to you. And it reads it in a, actually using the Crystal uh, Voice, uh, now I'm going to say this, Synthesizer. <laughs> I know I'm not saying it right, but it's kind of difficult for me to do it. But anyway, so I think hopefully you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, uh, so it just puts it in that, that voice simulation uh, of uh, Crystal which is actually used in uh, AT&T's uh, software and uh, they have uh, also the same type of voice emulation of a person and uh, this one is actually defaulted and it comes with a free version which is great so it sounds really good um, and very realistic and uh, so I would definitely uh, check it out and uh, basically it's free there's no limit, no time limit on it uh, it, there are some features that are disabled. One in particular is the uh, converting uh, the voice into an MP3 format, so that way you can play it off uh, onto an iPod or to any MP3 player or on a computer or burn it onto disc. That option is disabled. Now, if you do get um, the uh, the full version, you uh, I think there's two of them, and um, actually one of them, one in particular is uh, really good where it has a capability of editing also the MP3. You can make it into a wave or an MP3. You can also um, splice the track or take certain parts out and make your own MP3 custom made for you so that way it goes to uh, specific parts of the MP3 or uh, just simply cut out parts that were not really necessary for you to listen to for later on for review. So it, it actually can convert quite a large amount of text onto an MP3. I think it's up to 3 gig uh, you can put on as one MP3 file, and uh, which equates to about uh, 4 million letters. Uh, and uh, so I, I thought that was quite amazing. So you can easily essentially just uh, put an entire book and have it in an MP3. Um, what else? Um, well, those are the major aspects. It's a very simple software. 
It's very easy to use and it's not difficult. Especially when you have students who are not very computer savvy. Uh, it's a simple install and uh, and it's great. And also it does come when you get the full version two voices. Uh, one is Mike and one is Crystal which is great already in there and it's not that expensive. The most expensive one is actually um, I think it's $69.50 uh, US which is uh, extremely cheap. Um, I mean con considering other programs for example Kurzweil uh, which is a text, uh, you know, text to uh, voice uh, reader. Uh, it, it does have many other features, which this one doesn't. But uh, but the thing is, if you just want something just to you know to read text to you, uh, this is a very inexpensive uh, software for students that uh, just can't afford Kurzweil, which is uh, extremely expensive. Uh, it's basically a thousand dollar program compared to uh, an eighty dollar program. So I, I definitely check it out and um, and actually give it if you are an adaptive technologist, uh, give it to your students. I what I do is I find an, the number of softwares that we have on the website and Tuning and AT website. I have a, a list of uh, of many programs that are for free, and what I do is essentially burn them onto a CD and give it to students. Generally, either to students that uh, cannot get the bursary, which is a provincial type of loan, well not really loan, a, a grant uh, of $10,000 to purchase their equipment. If they can't get that, then I give them that disc. But also I give it to the students that are waiting for to get that check. Uh, in the meantime, they can use that software until they get the more professional software or the more feature, more expensive software. Try it out if you're an adaptive technologist and try to give some to your students. I'm sure they very much appreciate it. Next, uh, we're going to go to um, to the hardware aspect. Now, I'm at the moment trying to deal with um, what happened was I basically had a student and this particular student um, had short-term memory loss and uh, and, and basically um, the long-term was uh, was fine but the short-term uh, was an issue and what it was is uh, he that, this particular student was given uh, a PDA but the student would constantly forget to bring his PDA with him. and uh, But he would always remember to bring his cell phone, which was something that he did for many, many years before he got the PDA. So what happened was he would forget the PDA, thusly he would forget his appointments that he put on his PDA, and he would um, miss uh, tests or assignments or things of that nature. So uh, one of the things that... Uh, worked. We decided that would work really well with him was to get him a trio. Now, the other aspect was is he also when he did have his PDA, he would actually forget what his PDA alarm would sound like. The PDA would go off, and he would just assume that it's somebody else's cell phone or or some background noise or whatever the case may be. But he wouldn't assume that it's his PDA. We decided to get him the trio, which had vibration in it already built in, so he could have it on him all the time. And also, since he wasn't forgetting his cell phone, he would have that on him all the time. So he was capable of, um, uh, you know, uh, using the calendars and uh, the to-do list and all that kind of thing from that unit. Also, it had already Palm-based uh, software already in it, which his other one was Palm. And uh, so he was familiar with the OS, so I didn't want to get into him having to learn a different OS, for instance, um, like the Windows 2003 uh, used on the uh, Pocket PCs, um, or 2005, I think, actually. Um, 
so I just didn't want him to learn another OS since memory was an issue anyway. So he got that extremely happy. He's able to have everything all in one package and he was able to remember to bring it. Now, I am deciding, uh, along with my colleague, with, uh, which she actually um, discussed about another type of all-in-one device, which is actually the HP um, HP 6515. And this particular unit has also the all-in-one capability, but it uses, uh, it uses Windows Mobile, uh, 2003 Second Edition. That's what it is. I found that the uh, Trio, uh, I'm more of a Palm-based type of person since I have a life drive right now and uh, and I particularly like that one and I like the OS and it's very simple. And one of the key features to using the Palm, I find, is that you're able to control, use all the applications with just one hand. Now, I, I mean, if I get a student that has difficulty using two hands, that would be a great device. But also, it has. I find that it's much more user friendly, much more faster to use. I do like the Windows application because it does have a lot of customization features. <laughs> uh, let me say that right. And uh, and it does have a lot of applications that you can put on it. But I've already found many times when you add more applications to any type of PDA, uh, you get a lot of uh, crashes. So generally, I just like to leave it as is what it what it comes in the box and that's it so anyway so what I'm gonna do is I wanna put it out there of what you think uh, which one is the better type of device now each one has similar battery lives has many of the same features but the OS's are just different now um, I would like uh, I have checked uh, two reviews uh, on each a review on each unit and uh, and actually it was from CNET and uh, on one, uh, it, the the Cheerio 650 got 8.3 out of 10, and the um, HP got 6.3 out of 10. So right there, it's not so favorable for the HP. But maybe uh, you have some more input or more uh, even first-hand experience using either one of the products. So if you can give me an idea what you think is the best one, that'd be great. Uh, I'm more on the side of the um, the Palm. My counterpart, actually my coworker, is more on the si side of the HP, and we're just trying to decide which one we're going to get in order to demonstrate to students. And uh, because we are definitely contemplating for um, for students to to get this, a lot for students that are deaf and hard of hearing, for the text aspect of it, and also for the vibration. Uh, of course, students with memory loss, just like the student I mentioned, would benefit from it and uh, and whatever and I'm sure we'll come up with other very other uh, students that have multiple disabilities that might work for them these units so we're definitely thinking of uh, giving this type of unit for our students so it'd be great to get your input on them um, I I really like it. I, I honestly like either one again oh, but still I'm still more on the side of the trio uh, and uh, so, but of course, there are new products coming out. Like, for instance, the Trio 700W, which does have Windows in it, and uh, and also the 700P, uh, which has the Palm-based version. Now, again, I've heard reviews that if you want to use a window one, you got to use your two hands in order to access certain menus and features on it. I like the idea of one hand, and access menu key features and things like that and that's my preference 
but you tell me what you think. Well, anyway, this is a long podcast. I'm going to end it now with that little uh, note. And um, so please email me at uh, tuningint at gmail.com with any comments, suggestions, or any ideas. And uh, and also, please visit the website uh, at uh, tuningint.com. And uh, that's pretty much it. So uh, this is uh, George Pereira, and uh, thank you for downloading Tuning In AT.